Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast. This is episode 28. I'm Nick Cole, and... Single White Medusa! Yeah! <laughs> it's us. Hello. And we're here for a fun Friday afternoon podcast. We have cleaned up all our work. We're getting a little podcast done. Then we've got to go back on to some other little projects and thingamajobbles. Got another show later tonight. If you don't know, I, I hang out with a bunch of crazies and play D&D on Friday and Friday night at midnight Eastern time. We get together and we talk about D&D and what we did and kind of just uh, shoot the breeze and have a good time. Got a very active Twitch audience over there. They have a lot of fun. So if you are still up tonight at 9 Pacific, 12, P, uh, 12 uh, midnight, then come on over to Twitch, uh, Old School D&D. 12 Midnight Eastern. 12 yeah. Midnight Eastern. 12 D&D. <laughs> Just filling in the blanks there. I like to fill in the blanks. <laughs> then come check them out, because it is very entertaining. I, I, I'm, like, always sitting there listening while I'm doing my thing, and, like, even if you're not a D&D person... Their conversation is always really entertaining. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, we talk about stuff, and it's not all D&D. Yeah. We talk nostalgia, we talk a little politics, a little yeah. military, yeah. stuff like that. Today we're having another Phil's cup of coffee. Because it was so good. We had to go back for we a We wanted another Phil's. performance. Yeah. <laughs> and we had a long drive yesterday, and we finished up that three-hour Nerdcast on uh, the startling data um, that uh, that mechanical engineer broke down about the coronavirus. Apparently, he's kind of like a big-time um, backer of IPs and things like that. A little bit on the spectrum side, but very interesting guy, very fascinating. The other member of the podcast was the guy who actually invented uh, mRNA vaccines. Mm-hmm. And it, his his take was very surprising. Was he the really measured calm one, or was he the, like, super excitable one? He was the really measured That's calm one. That's what I thought. One. Yeah. yeah. I liked him a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was so interesting. It was really long, but I th- I felt like it was so useful to hear. I yeah. really liked it. You had kind of, like, a, a takeaway from it that you were still thinking about today, even. I think the stunning thing, because they go through it, and they really break down, like, how damaging... Uh, the vaccine is not just the coronavirus, but the vaccine and the amount of death and mayhem and destruction it is causing on a grand scale, the outside number. And they even agreed, like it's probably not the outside number was stunning, but the relatively conservative number is 20 to 25,000. And what most people are saying is it's being the, the vaccine incidents are being reported at 5,000, and normally that would be a full stop. That would be, that would be, we have to stop using this vaccine. And instead, because there is this sort of two, two things going on. State of emergency, you know, the fear, panic the theater that we all have to live with. Um, <clears throat> and, and then there is the fact that the media is not faithfully reporting anything. And so the guy who actually invented mRNA vaccine said, the alarming thing to me is there is no alarm. Mm -hmm. As in, warning bells should be going off with this amount of death and destruction going on from the vaccine. There are some various, like, and and we asked last night for people to kind of give their vaccine stories in the comments. And even the few that were posted were pretty startling. Yeah. 
there there are some serious concerns. This vaccine, like, let's not, if you don't want to go all the way down the river and throw the baby out with the bathwater, there is enough that these things should be of concern. That there are some serious problems, and it's absolutely being covered up by the media. And at the same time, you've got that clown monkey Stephen Colbert and the entire media complex shaming people into getting a vaccine that is actually, right now, harming people. Yeah. That is just, you know, statistically dangerous. Like you said, like, it would have normally been shut down yeah. with, this, with this amount yeah. of... Um, Deaths and adverse yeah. events, and they're still they're still pushing for it. Uh, Alex Berenson, who is the guy who reported on the Northwestern school graduates uh, girl, uh, her death. He had an interesting thread today, where he said basically the vaccine has their the vaccine agenda has failed. They did not reach seventy percent of the United States. People are now starting to get gun shy of the vac- vaccine hesitancy is we're all told. Fear for your life about not participating in a scientific experiment is everything about it is so manufactured. So Mm -hmm. they have these fun group focused tested words. You're hesitant about getting the vaccine. You know, it's all on you. It's like, no, it's untested, untried, and it's clearly causing people harm, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's again, the left loves to fear label everything and to make you the person who is actually, you know, um, the problem responsible instead of taking responsibility for themselves. So, um, the, the sort of the hesitancy, uh, is enough, it should be enough for a concern, but it's not. And they're just sort of forging ahead. Exactly. No, it's really scary. So, um, I think you were also going to talk about the, the Chinese, um, defector, yeah, I think, I think that's the other uh, part of the story is that um, DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, has acquired a um, very high-ranking Chinese defector. And that Chinese defector is coming with a lot of information. Uh, he worked in counterintelligence, supposedly. His daughter was at a local Southern California college, and he was heavily involved, and he supposedly brought a lot of hard data with him. He is talking about, um, you know, the obvious things that there were several business people and politicians, and it seems media people who are being used and in the pay of the Chinese government. So that's going to be a bombshell if this produces fruit. Um, the other thing that was kind of stunning, it was a smaller part, but that, um, somehow the Chinese government got wind that Trump was going to close the border and close air travel. And so China recalled uh, a group of young students who were actually spies. And those spies were tasked on reporting uh, about how damaged we were. And um, again, Trump was right about that. But if you go back, Joe Biden specifically was saying that was a foolish move. Many of the Democrats were saying that was a foolish move. Now, were they doing it because of that anti-Asian racism sort of faux campaign? Or were they doing it because um, they knew, you know, they they knew that these spies needed to get back? You know, it's maybe a little bit of a stretch there. But again, you look at who profited from the vaccine. Joe Biden definitely profited. Bill Gates definitely profited. 
Jeff Bezos definitely profited. The media definitely profited with, you know, CNN record fear, you know, ratings and all these kinds of things. The people who all profited were the people that were advocating against closing the border, that made policies and made decisions that were specifically pro-China when, again, Trump was trying to protect us from China. And it's clear from this data that's coming out that, uh, you know, I... I love the assumptions that are being made that it was, you know, they're still saying <clears throat> it was an accidental release of a bioweapon. Um, they've given up the it wasn't a bioweapon, you know, theory. That's kind of gone out the door. It most clearly was now a bioweapon. And apparently they have data on who was funding that and, and paperwork. And so we'll see how far it goes. But the main thing is, why is there always the assumption that it was an accidental release? If China was interested in how much damage was being done, doesn't that seem like it was a weapon that they wanted to see the impact of? It, it, it clearly put them in a position to overtake us uh, on the world's, the world's stage, you know, basically acquiring 70 allies with the Belt and Road Initiative basically cementing their place in the world and replacing the United States. Why is there always that assumption that it was an accident? Sorry, pardon our dust, we're doing construction. It, every day, more and more, to me, it seems like an attack. Yeah, for sure, 100%. And the thing with the students was that apparently they were definitely set and scheduled to come back later. Like, that was like a yeah. definite thing. They weren't supposed to come back till later, and then suddenly, oh... They're changing their plans. They're coming back January 2020. Yeah. And that was the thing. Someone, and that's the big point, someone inside Trump's administration, and we know Trump's administration was riddled with deep state, but we we're always told that the deep state were the true patriots. Mm -hmm. Remember the Time article, the cabal to overthrow President Trump. They could not help but tell it. But now we have the link showing that they were working with China. If that link continues to develop, it's clear that someone in the Trump administration knew Trump was going to make this move and then contacted Chinese intelligence agencies. That is not a friend of the United States. Mm -hmm. The people that did this, if they are working in the pay of China against the United States, death penalty. Death yeah. penalty. Immediate arrest and treason. death penalty. That is treason. Whether it's Joe Biden, whether it is uh, MSNBC, whether it is uh, a Republican person, whether it's Mike Pence, I don't know. Whoever, whoever it is, as Dan Bongino put it, we're going to make you famous. Mm -hmm. You flipped on the United States, so we're going to find out. Yeah, it should be really interesting the more this stuff comes out. It, I think they said there were terabytes of information. Terabytes of information. That Dong Jingwei provided, so should be interesting. What else? You were going to talk about Juneteenth and <laughs> your feelings on that quote-unquote holiday that none of us really ever heard about until recently. Yeah, Juneteenth is another one of those made-up imaginary holidays. And before, you know, and I, there's all that, you know, there's the virgin, you can tell the squish Republicans, and I'm afraid Dan Crenshaw is one of them. Even though he's a Navy SEAL and he lost an eye to injury and everything like that, Time and time again, you will find this guy taking the squish position. And the squish position on Juneteenth is, uh, you know, it's it's time for this to happen. Now, uh, no one here, you know, and the thing, one of the big things that I hate about 
these sort of made up holidays and, and is that no one here is for racism. No one here is for slavery. That's what the Civil War is about. But about last year, suddenly Juneteenth became a thing. And it's a little-known incident, just like the Stonewall one for the uh, gay audience, um, which was a bar riot. The, 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 the gays and lesbians turned into this pivotal civil rights moment, Re, rewrote history to make it fit the narrative. Juneteenth is another one of those. It's a minor incident. It truly means nothing. It has been manufactured. Um, and the subtext that I hate about it, it's always, you guys are racist, and you're ne- you've never acknowledged this. And this is the little dark secret. Well, okay. Then I guess that means Barack Obama is a racist. Because Barack Obama had eight years to make Juneteenth a holiday. Mm-hmm. Juneteenth never became a holiday until they needed to get rid of Orange Man bad last year. And then suddenly you hear everything about it. And it's the most important thing ever. And nothing that Western civilization has done. The Revolutionary War, the Go to Bible defeating fascism, real fascism, real Nazis, not your fake uh, CNN, uh, you guys are Nazis because you disagree with us. But um, basically, it's another one of those manufactured things that they need. And I'm, and I'm not a big fan of it. And I'm not going down, and I see this a lot with Republicans and conservatives and libertarians. And like, There are certain issues that you know, okay, well, I better have the, yes, this is the right side of history. And everything. I, I'm not doing it with this one. I don't believe in it. I think Juneteenth is a con. I think if it were really something, Barack Obama would have done something about it, but he didn't. So that kind of tells you that it wasn't really ever that important. And again, it's just being used by corporations, just like Pride Month was, um, to to basically virtue signal, uh, buy themselves some karma, and and go further down the woke, woke hole. So my personal thing is push back on that. Um, I don't, I, I, obviously, no one wants slavery, and, and no one here living today has ever experienced uh, the slavery of the early United States, and no one has suffered from it. Not one person. No one has. That's a fact. No one has suffered from slavery. So this is a non-issue being created to yet divide Americans, left Americans, right Americans, black Americans, white Americans, further. That is garbage. Anything that divides us is garbage. We should be seeking things that celebrate each other, that that, that are positive about each other. Not, hey, I'm going to be lifted up and you're going to be dragged down. Yeah. And that's what Juneteenth is. It's another divisional holiday. And I'm not interested in it. And I don't need to virtue signal. And, uh, you know... If someone goes and makes the easy attack, like, oh, well, you're a racist because you don't wear Juneteenth. It's, it's just that, that fascist thing. You've got to wear the yellow ribbon. You've got to wear the red AIDS ribbon. You've got to do this, and if you don't actually say something, then you must be for slavery. And that's what I don't like about these positioning points. And so, no, Juneteenth is bogus, and anybody who stands for it is bogus. And it's yet, it's yet another divisional enemy attack it's interesting, when you get into this Chinese dip- diplomat, there seem to be some things about them being very interested in race riots and race relations. A lot of this stuff is coming from China and Russia, and I think it's being driven to divide us. And I think that there are, I don't even necessarily think a lot of African Americans are down for it, but I do think a lot of white liberals are down for it. Right. Candace Owens, one of my faves, completely against it, I just saw today. She's very 
right on about this topic. So, to prove your point, yeah. yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think I saw that Matt Gates just voted to make it a holiday. Like he did a vote. Oh yeah, you've got. That, and you're you, like, oh, I thought you were yeah, a good one. Yeah, no, Matt Gaetz. I, they're they're good ones, but they're all squishing. And you know, Matt Gates is under fire for th- <laughs> it's. It's something that in a normal time, you could say yes, yes, I agree with this, but it's not being used in that context. It's being used to paint every white American as a racist, which none of them are. There's a few, but they're stupid. And, and to create further division. And so I'm not, I'm not down with that constantly. They can find a hundred incidents and we could find a hundred incidents to constantly make the other side feel bad. Exactly. What I'd love to see is someone finding something to make. And, and I think there, I think there are a lot of incidents where you could make both sides. You could highlight positive, good things that are going on right now. And I would tell you a lot of white people are down with times when they've seen an African-American person cross the aisle and and try to um, not have a kumbaya moment, but to find the positive aspects. I think normal, common people are super down for that. But I think that there are grievance profiteers who think that creating this constant war beat drum of divide, 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 this section of the population is stupid, bad, dumb, racist. They believe in conspiracy theories. They think that the Wuhan lab was a leak. They, you know, was a, they, they think it was, they don't think it was bat viruses. They think, they don't think Donald Trump won. Everything that we think mm-hmm. is a conspiracy theory until six to 12 months later, it's not a conspiracy theory. Yeah. That like conspiracy theory is becoming the boy who cried wolf. I mean, it's just like losing its <laughs> its negative thing because they say it about everything, and then everything becomes true, and then you're yeah. like, yeah, that doesn't really mean anything anymore. That it doesn't have the negative connotation that you want it to anymore. No, it, it's it's uh it, it's Juneteenth is just it's a, it's a bridge too far for me, and I'm not interested in it. I think it's dumb and stupid, and I don't care if it's a holiday. There's lots of things for lots of people that have been holidays. And I see this massive push to somehow cater to Africa, African-Americans um, and think that you're doing something at the expense of the rest of the population. And then I look at videos on Twitter where I see African-Americans beating the crap out of people, shooting people in the street, uh, utter lawlessness, and I try to match that with what I'm seeing. And I know that what they'll say is like, oh, well, that's because of what you did to them. And it's just a never-ending cycle. And, it, and, I, and, I, and I think um, I have a big policy in life, and it's gratefulness. And what I don't see from the grievance communities is a lot of gratefulness for anything. Clearly, they don't like America. Clearly, they're not grateful for the things that we're grateful for, to the people that we're grateful for, to. You know, soldiers and service people who have died in the defense of this country. Um the founding fathers, workers, things like that, even just business people on a daily basis, opening up their stores and trying to keep the economy going. What I see from the left and what I see from a lot of people is an absolute ungratefulness and a constant demand for more. And it makes me say, well, why should you be given any more if you're not grateful for what you have? Exactly. It it makes me not want to go down the road anymore. And it's like, we know reparations is coming because that's the, I don't think it is. I think, I think the left is tricking them to get it, but let's say they do get it. 
you, and every every African American person who can I don't know prove what, you know, I think a lot of them weren't you don't even have genetic relatives that were here. Right. But let's just say it ends in the most ridiculous of aspects, in which anybody who has any melatonin over a certain color, sorry, white black people, um, I don't know, but. However you're going to prove this ridiculous farce. Let's say everybody gets $250,000 from the government. You know, because you can just print whatever you want. You don't actually have to print the cash. You could just add zeros inside the computer. Because apparently that's how the Fed's doing it. Which is making our money worthless. But let's just say they manage to do that. Let's just say they manage and every black person is going to get $250,000. Life-changing money. Does anybody for one second think that they will then stop all of this stop burning stop looting stop writing stop calling everybody racist who disagrees with them stop taking every issue at work or in any situation and saying that's racism when it may it may be racism but it's probably not what it probably is is they disagree with you Mm -hmm. there's a performance problem but not everything is racism But does the reparations that we give them, does that buy us immunity from that? No, it doesn't actually buy you anything. In the next generation, they'll ask for money too. What you'll eventually be is that anybody born black will get an automatic stimulus payment and with no burden to be grateful in any way, shape, or form. So that's your money. You're the one investing in that. What is your return? You are getting no return on that. You're getting a loss. You're getting a loss. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, uh, we all know when you don't earn money, you don't appreciate it and you don't treat it the same way. You know, like I think we had that friend who was a voice teacher and she was saying she was teaching some kind of underprivileged kids. But she was saying, I still charge them five dollars for a lesson. She would normally charge a hundred or whatever, but I still charge them five dollars. And we were like, why? Because if they have to pay, they take it more seriously. It's just a tiny amount, but if they don't have to pay at all, they don't take it seriously. Just people in general, human nature, not yeah. them particularly. But and it's true. So yeah. it's not a good idea. And you know, like you said, most of them might not even have ancestors that were slaves. And uh, most, you know, non-black people now probably also did not have ancestors <laughs> that had slaves here. Uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't, you know, being Portuguese and only third generation, you know, like that's not me. I think that's not you. Like as far as when your ancestors came over from Ireland. 1898. And you were an oppressed person when you came over. I was oppressed. Irish were (laughs) were an oppressed minority. I was never oppressed. I've had (laughs) a perfect life. No, but Someone (laughs) who I share genetic material with that I never met. Exactly. May have been oppressed. I don't know. Maybe she was good looking and she went right to the top and no one oppressed her. No one knows. You don't know your grandfather who was a slave. You don't know nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and there there are other arguments that you can get into that shoot a lot of stuff in the foot that is accepted as a common popular narrative. But I'm not going to go down that. I'm never going to justify slavery or anything like that. But I am going to say none of you have been slaves and you should shut up and get to work like the rest of us Mm -hmm. because all of us are in big trouble. And we're all in it together. We're all Americans and we have enemies. I I think just obviously... It's China and Russia. And if you think that you're any race in this country, even Chinese Americans, and you think that you would be better under China, you're, you're absolutely 100% wrong. Not even the Chinese are better under China. 
true. Not even Chinese American. You're not going to be on that side. Black people, LeBron James, you're going to have it the worst. They hate your guts. Yeah. They hate everybody. They are bad. CCP, bad people. True that. And we, like, you, the people that we are being forced into this divisional conflict over, with, over stupid things like Juneteenth and grievance politics. This is most, like, illustrated in Lori Lightfoot, the Beetlejuice mayor of, uh, of Chicago, who says, I'm not going to... Um, do any of your interviews with white reporters and then takes COVID funds, but I thought COVID was the worst thing in the world and reallocates them to racism. Mm. You are being a racist and then you are stealing money to fight racism. And that is the utter ridiculousness of the entire situation. And that's why racism is a joke and COVID is a joke. There are no KKK parties. There are no cross burnings. In fact, the only racism I see is what's coming out of the BLM anti-racist mo- movement. Mm-hmm. And out of white liberals, just like we listened to an African-American gentleman who has two medical degrees, mm-hmm. get up and just lay into those people saying, you're racist for saying, I need your help. Yeah, I don't awesome. need your help. And that's how I think people, ordinary people think. But I think that there is this grievance factory and we need to shut them down. And we need to destroy the news and we need to destroy big tech. And I mean destroy in our lives by eradicate them from our own personal lives. And, and I think a big thing that really needs to happen. And I think that a lot, I think, I think a thing a lot of us could get behind is the tracking thing needs to end. The constant data, the constant tracking, the COVID, I think the passport thing is going away. Um, because they didn't get the 70% they need to do it. Therefore, like that's what Alex Berenson was reporting on. But um, the military, someone shared an article with me, the military is trying to come up with these uniforms so that they can track when you're sick. Uh, yeah, sick, quote-unquote, is what bothers me. So that they can track when you don't salute Joe Biden's limo when it goes by. Like a bunch of National Guard guys did when he got inaugurated. So that they can track where you vote. So they can track what you do. Yeah, sick will be a very loose definition. The one thing I would like to see the next president of the United States run on is getting rid of tracking and a return to privacy. Mm -hmm. And if that means we need to turn off the internet, and if that means we need to turn off the cell phones, it's really just a matter of just making it illegal, and they can't do it anymore. But I do not see the benefit to constantly tracking all of us. All I see are negatives coming out of it in an Orwellian state, a nanny state, an informer state, a suspicious state. And I think that's an issue that could reach all of us on both sides because no one wants to be constantly informed on and reported on. We have to get rid of this radical small um, left unit that has the ear of very hardcore leftist media and wants to be involved in these things and doing these things. I don't know. It's a big snake. When you go back to that BlackRock thing and, and Vanguard and see, you know, that they're literally running the CEOs of the news organizations, the banks. I don't know. They're really heavily invested in tracking. But I do know that, like, with the weapons industry, you make the right laws, you can shut it down. We get shut down on, on owning uh, def- home defense and civil defense weapons that they call assault weapons. So why can't we shut them down on data and tracking just as easily? Everybody's life would be a lot better if we could go back to anonymity. And it's interesting, if you go back 
to what those three guys were saying in that video last night, um, there were actually Facebook groups upwards of 70,000 that people were talking about how badly they were suffering from the shots. I remember when the shots first came out, people posting on Facebook. And what ended up happening is Facebook just deleted all those groups. They didn't want people talking about that. That's not right. That has that that is not right. That this censorship shutting down a conversation about our health and about our freedom and our rights and just an honest discussion. Um, that's not right when big tech can come in and silence it. And if it does turn out, and some of the things that the gentleman who invented mRNA vaccine was talking about last night, and again, go to yesterday's podcast and listen to that link. That link was actually taken down while we were listening to it. We had to find another one, so we went and reposted it. But go in and listen to what he is talking about. And some of the things he was saying, like he is actually talking to people at the CDC and they are coming to these conclusions and there is coming a report. And it seems that the media and those pushing this know that that's coming and they're pushing hard. Why would, and that's a big question, why would people who know this is harming people continue to push it? Well, the obvious answer is probably money. But I do think there are some deeper diabolical, more diabol- diabolical purposes. I think we are heading towards some kind of moment. Uh, good or bad, I don't know. But I think there's enough lies that the kettle's about to explode. So I think the people who need to shut that down are probably going to pull something big. I don't know. But if it does turn out that social media knew that these things were bad for us and continued to push this and delete Facebook groups and delete outright ban people, you know, who were just saying, oh my gosh, I'm cold and I'm shaking. And they deleted those accounts because they didn't want people to know that uncle so-and-so got the vaccine and died two minutes later and, and said, oh, vaccine hesitancy, put up those stupid little COVID warnings. Is that not evidence enough? for Facebook to be turned off tomorrow morning, you know, and for, for the, the people who work at that organization to be perp walked out of the building and into custody, we don't need an internet that bad where people actually can't know health advice and are instead forced into something that is hurting them. If you follow the statistics right now, there is somebody dying from the vaccine. Someone just got it this afternoon and they're dead. Someone is blind. Someone, uh, kids can no longer speak. The heart inflammation. I'm not saying that the virus isn't real. I'm not saying that maybe you should weigh that out. Maybe if you want to travel or maybe you're worried about it or have, hey, maybe you should get it even with all those things. I'm not saying death on the vaccine. I'm just saying at least let people have that information. It Like they were saying, because it is definitely... It is experimental because it was rushed because of the emergency authorization. And they were like, there's nothing wrong with an experimental drug. But the thing usually always is that you get to know all the facts. You get to know all the pros and all the cons, all the dangers, you know, and you make your own decision. Like, I know it's a little bit dangerous and risky, but I'm really, I'm this scared about COVID and I'm willing to take those risks. Okay, that's totally fine. That's your right. It's that they're hiding those risks. That's what's so 
messed up. That's what censorship is. Yeah. And that has got, like, that has to be the primo election issue going forward. Enough of the name calling, enough of the conspiracy stuff, enough of these things. We've got to get away from this sort of censorship of information. I think the election stuff is going to blow up. Like, hey, listen, if you just bet the odds on Trump and everything he said, you actually have a chance of making a safer bet that Trump was elected just based on the amount of things he keeps getting right after the fact. I don't even know that he thought he was getting it right. I don't know. But I, it is turning out that everything that they said, uh, that they called a conspiracy theory or whatever, is turning out to be apparently not a conspiracy theory. Apparently it was a bioweapons lab. Apparently we did need to shut the borders. You know, it's enough to, to say, maybe this needs to be investigated. Maybe this needs to be listened. Maybe Facebook who, last time I checked, it's a social media site. Hey, look at my cracked chicken recipe. Hey, this is my vacation photos. How are they suddenly involved in health? Why are Fauci and Zuckerberg emailing each other? Why are Fauci and Bill Gates emailing each other? Why are Fauci and at Jack emailing each other? Why are we all getting shut down? Why are accounts being banned? Why can there not be an open and honest discussion? If there can't be an open and honest discussion in the public square then this is not a free country. And it needs to be a free country immediately. Not tomorrow, not four years from now. It needs to be a free country tomorrow. And we can do that. We There are more of us than there are of them. They know that and they're afraid of that. And we need to start shutting them down in every way, shape, or form. You want to look at how to do it? Look at how DeSantis is doing it. Look at how Abbott's following him. Look at how 11 other states are following that. You can fight the machine every day, not necessarily open armed rebellion, but you can confront those people and you can make them hear your voice and uncomfortable. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to stop what apparently seems to be, I think, a desire to take over our country and make us no longer Americans. They're gutting the military. They're gutting the police force. They're fundamentally changing America. Where did we hear that? We heard that 12 years ago from Barack Obama. Yeah. And he was right. And at the center of it all is is him. He's a very bad man. Yeah, because he hates America. Hates America. Stop electing people who hate you. I know. <laughs> so that is our, our podcast for Friday. I don't think we're going to do one tomorrow. It's Saturday. Saturday's our day off. Uh, we're probably going to go to the movies and see a documentary on the old 80s rock band Sparks. Sunday, we're going to go to church, and then we're going to go see another documentary on Rita Moreno. Nicole doesn't even know who Rita... But... I mean, now that you say the name, it's yeah. starting to sound more familiar to me. Didn't you I... do West Side Story? Yeah. <laughs> but I was all in on the on Natalie Wood and Maria. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the friend? Probably Rita Moreno, I think. I'd have to well, look who's up. she in? Anita. Anita. I so think, she probably I think she's Anita. Anita. Okay, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, but yeah, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> we, we will find out, but I think it was a pretty fun week of podcasting. Yeah. I feel like next week we can do more podcasts also mm-hmm. and keep it rolling if everybody's digging it and they want more. Send us some topics that you want to talk about or... Uh, uh, whatever. I don't know. And we're probably going to get those chapters up today. This week was a busy week. Next week, uh, I have less commitments. And so I can get more work up. 
So it will be fun times. Uh, final thoughts for the week? Um, if you haven't seen the new Woody Allen movie that's on, I think, Amazon Prime. Yes. Which is called A Rainy Day, a rainy day in, in New York. York. I, and I have a feeling that is it's fun. His, I have a feeling it's his last movie. Yeah. Because the Me Too movement and the obvious propaganda of insane lunatic Mia Farrow mm-hmm. um, probably is going to shut that down from ever. And I don't know. Like, I don't know. Even, I like Woody Allen movies. Me too. I, oh, I, I think love, they're very sweet yeah. and kind of fun. And I've always enjoyed them. And I've seen them at some sort of pivotal moments in my life where they kind of spoke to me. Uh, I can disagree with people politically and enjoy them and want them to create art. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike the other side, which, you know, says that if you don't parrot every talking point they have, you can never be allowed to do anything ever again. Exactly. It's weird how tolerant I am for being an intolerant racist. Yeah. And how intolerant the most tolerant people ever are. Yeah. It's <laughs> everything with, you know, I, everything with the left is upside down. Like, just for a month of your life, find some left people, you know, not that hard to do, and just play this game. Everything they think or say or do, I'm going to analyze, I'm going to think that what they really mean is the opposite or what they're really doing is the opposite. So when they say Donald Trump is a spy, just test. What you'll probably find out is they're the spy or their guy is the spy. When they say Donald Trump is destroying everything, it's probably them. It's weird, and it's it's a it's a rule someone wrote down. It's SJWs always always project, mm-hmm. but I and I I didn't always agree with it. I didn't always understand it, but I kind of have come to see it as about ninety nine percent true. Yeah, the thing that they're always accusing other people of doing, they're doing. Yeah. The male feminist who says that white the white patriarchy is the worst thing in the world, is usually the guy. Who's totally accosting women. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like repeatedly happened. I know. You know. Yeah. It's so, crazy. You know, it's funny. Bill Clinton and I think it was Kamala were hosting a women's, you know, women's women's empowerment seminar. Yeah. And like, <laughs> Bill Clinton and Kamala? I know. Like, what the hell? I know. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy stuff. But we had a good week with you. And we will be back on Monday to have a better week. Um, share this podcast. Uh, we're going to be getting out. You know what we're going to be trying to do? We're going to be trying to get it up on Apple Podcasts and a few other things so that it'll be like easier to find or easier to share. It is available on Stitcher right now. I don't know if anybody uses Stitcher, but the episodes are populating there. Um, and we're just going to continue to grow it. And like I said, I'm probably going to you know leave Facebook if the Orwellian censorship doesn't uh, kind of end, but, uh, if you're a GE audience, make sure to tell the other GE people in the fan club and the discord. If they, if they like Nick Cole, come on over and, and check out this insanity. And if they don't, that's cool. I still like them anyways. Not everybody thinks like I do. Not everybody thinks like we do, but we're just trying to kind of do fun and interesting conversation. And don't feel like you have to agree with us. If you're kind of a different person or, you know, um, whatever, but, uh, the last thing I want to talk on is that SecDef guy posting the Marxist fist Whoa. in his thing. Now, apparently, that was populating on purpose whenever you said Juneteenth, that Twitter had it that way. So, But still, you can delete things out of your tweet, and he didn't do that. That is an incredible, you know, myself being from the Cold War, a Cold War veteran, 
Um, it's incredible that the Secretary of Defense would put the Marxist fist in their tweet. Um, that is pause for super concern. That is pause. And, you know, I, I made it, uh, a post on that about Facebook. You can go over and look at that. But it was amazing the amount of comments. And I would just say, if we keep going down this road, the military is going to be used against us. I think that there are some arguments to say that the military might stand down, might revolt. I do actually think if one, the first military commander to step aside or to say, I'm not going to do that with my troops, I think that that could actually create a wave. But I think a lot of good soldiers are being forced out. I did get some accounts from people who are going through the sort of woke leftist uh, classes they're being forced to take in the military, even in the civilian side. And it's pretty startling, but that's got to stop. We've got to start insisting this stuff stop. And supporting stupid things like Juneteenth isn't doing it. I think we now have to say, no, if you're going to tear down our country, we are not going to support the things that you say are important. And go ahead and call everybody racist. I think you're already doing that anyways. And you've made it meaningless. And you're actually the racist. So, I don't know. we got to fight back, everybody. And that's what we're doing with this podcast. And we hope you dig it. And if we suddenly disappear, it's probably because they disappeared us or we managed to make it to the Caribbean and get away from this. Or the rapture happened. <laughs> or the rapture happened. I'm always down for that. Hey, that's the podcast. Thank you.